you are a Locked On Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. And hello and welcome into the Braves postcast, part of the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta. Grant McCauley, Jake Mastroianni with you after a big win for the Braves as they continue their road trip. 11-4, the final score over the St. Louis Cardinals to open up a three-game weekend series against one of the hottest teams in the National League. And the Braves just keep on keeping on, and we're taking care of business once again on Friday night as the offense was out early and scoring often. And Spencer Strider looked great on the mound to help pick up this win. We'll talk all about it and, of course, get you set up for Game 2 on Saturday. Before we do that, though, I want to remind you to subscribe to the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta right here on YouTube. Make sure you enable alerts so you'll get notifications every time we drop an episode. And make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcast. Well, Jake, it was a little bit of everything that was working for the Braves in this game. They got some timely offense. They took advantage of a Cardinals mistake. Then they piled on a whole bunch of extra runs. And, oh, by the way, another good starting pitching performance. This one from Spencer Strider helped pave the way to a very important win for the Braves to start this series. It was, and these were two of the hottest teams in baseball coming in here. The Cardinals have been one of the best teams since the All-Star break, and some great trades they made to help the rotation in Quintana and Jordan Montgomery, who the Braves will see in the first two games of this series. But the offense, look, it was a close game early, and then you see when you open the door for this offense what they can do in putting up big innings, multi-run innings, as they've done for the last week or so, well, all season really, but especially over the last week or so, uh, they have been able to put up some big innings. Yeah, you make an error and you find out much as the Pirates did on Wednesday and much as the Cardinals did tonight, you know, the Braves will kick that door down. They will put multiple runs on the board and it just gives that offense more of a chance to get more looks and work more counts. And eventually it seems like more times than not, this Braves offense finds the opportunities it needs to score some runs. At least that has been the trend of late. Well, let's talk about game number 127 for the Braves. It goes in the win column. First of a three-game set against the Cardinals at Bush Stadium. Braves now 79-48. and 48. 11 runs, 16 hits, no errors. Nine men left aboard. Cardinals 72-54. and 54. Four runs, 10 hits, an error. Nine men left. Spencer Strider, the winner, now 8-4 and four with six very strong innings from him. Jose Quintana takes the loss, drops to 4-6. and six. No save in a game that lasted three hours and 43 minutes. And a crowd of 46,027 were on hand to see it. And before we start talking about Spencer Strider, I know we touched on the Braves' offense momentarily there, but would you believe Atlanta scored 11 runs, and they did so, Jake, without hitting a home run? That, I don't think, as far as double-digit runs are concerned, is something the Braves have done too often this year without leaving the ballpark at least once. Yeah, it's great to see. I mean, we talk about it throughout the year. We know the Braves can hit home runs. They're the second best in all of baseball in doing so. But them to be able to score in different ways and different varieties and to do it, putting up 11 runs is just great. And we talked about it, the error that was made there, you know, in that sixth inning allowed things to kind of break open or in that when they scored those two runs to take the lead. But really, to me, the at bat of the game, it was a two to one game going into the top of the sixth inning and bases loaded, nobody out. And William Contreras takes a fastball on the paint away and drives it into right center, as we've seen him do a lot this year to clear the bases that to me was the moment in the game. I mean, who knows how things would have played out differently otherwise, but uh, that really kind of broke the game open right there for the Braves and this offense. Yeah. Gap to gap power for William Contreras. There's not a part of the ballpark that he can't hit it out, but when he is hitting those solid line drives all over the place, whether it leaves the park or whether it splits a gap, it's usually something good going on for the Braves and it cleared the bases in this one and it made it a five to one game. 
at that time. The Braves, of course, were not done there. They scored uh, three more runs in the eighth inning and, of course, three more runs in the ninth inning. The Cardinals, meanwhile, they got in on the fun with some run scoring in the bottom of the ninth. There was a scary moment there for Jackson Stevens we'll talk about in just a moment. But let's do get back to Spencer Strider. Six innings of one-run ball, seven strikeouts, one walk, scattered six hits. I thought that he really attacked a Cardinals offense that you knew had already seen him, so they were going to have a plan and what they hoped would be some adjustments, maybe try to be more aggressive against him. But Spencer Strider, he simply did not let them get anything going in this game. Yeah, it's it's something we've been talking about a lot as well is how effective can he be seeing these teams for a second, third time when he primarily throws two pitches. And you saw him throw the changeup a little bit tonight as well, and I think that's going to be an effective pitch for him as he sees these teams multiple times. But, I mean, he's now seen the Phillies multiple times. He was much better against the Mets a second time around. So, I mean, he's continuing to grow, and he's still being a dominant pitcher. You look at his last six starts and the teams he's faced. He's faced the Phillies twice, who have a very good offense, the Mets twice, the Astros, and the Cardinals. And in five of those six games, he's allowed just one earned run. So, I mean – I keep getting asked, what do you do with Spencer Strider in the postseason? Is he in the rotation? Do you move him to the bullpen? How do you take that out of a starting rotation when he's doing it against some of the best teams in all of baseball? I agree. I feel like that right now, I mean, if this is not an audition, a, a resume builder for what exactly a postseason pitcher's resume should look like in order to get these opportunities, then I don't know what is. But Spencer Strider, you mentioned all that success over some very good teams of late. You go back to that bad start he had against the Mets, the one that had the comments afterwards that got the Mets a little bit worked up, and you know maybe that was regrettable. But you know, put all that to the side and, and concentrate on getting back on task, and Spencer Strider certainly did that. 17 innings, 12 hits, three runs, four walks, 20 punch-outs as he has been facing the likes of the Mets again, the likes of the Cardinals, the Astros. I mean, like these are tough clubs that he's been going up against, and he's been earning his stripes and continues to do so every fifth day. So you bring up an interesting question that I'm sure we're going to have brought up and discussed quite a few times before the Braves set any postseason rotations. How do you leave this guy out of your plans? When he pitches like this against clubs that he's been pitching like lately, that is uh, perhaps one of the biggest and most important questions that the Braves would have to ask themselves as they get ready for that. We'll talk a little bit about the Braves offense, all the things that went right there, and then, of course, get you an update as much as we can on the condition of Jackson Stevens, who was hit by a line drive in this game, was able to leave under his own power, but a very scary moment in the ninth inning. We'll talk more about it in a moment, but let me let you know about Coffee AM, the official sponsor of the Braves postcast. Coffee AM is an Atlanta-based small batch coffee roaster, and if you go to coffeeam.com slash locked on today, you can get a look at their full menu. That's coffeeam.com slash locked on. Use the coupon code locked on at checkout. Get 15% off your first order. Coffees, teas, gift sets, and so much more is right there. Coffee AM, the best small batch coffee roaster in America. You mentioned William Contreras had the big hit in this game. It was one of four hits for Wild Bill in this contest. And I really feel like he's kind of hitting his stride here in the second half. And he'd had a little bit of a lull there in the middle of the season. He changed his stance a little bit, opened it up. He's closed that back up. And I feel like, as you mentioned earlier, Jake, when he's driving the ball the other way with authority, the way he did tonight, whether it leaves the park or whether it's one that, you know, scores three runs on a bases clearing double, William Contreras has a chance to be a pretty big impact bat for the Braves down the stretch here as they try to find him at bats wherever they can. Yeah, the bat's really never been the question for William, and he's certainly, you know, continuing to adjust. What's really crazy and incredible about these young kids for the Braves, when you talk about Contreras and Harris and even Von Grissom, who's only been up for a couple Mm -hmm. of weeks, is just they continue to adjust, and you see that, and you see the changes that they're making. You've seen Harris, you know, try to be conscious of that 
that chain or that curveball down and in or that slider down and in that he's struggling with, they're going to have to make adjustments. And it's just it's crazy the adjustments they're making on the fly this year. And William Contreras has been one of the the better you know breakout stars for the Braves in this season. You look at Kyle Wright on the pitching side. I think it's really William Contreras on the the hitting side. I mean, obviously we didn't know what we we're going to get from Michael Harris or even he played for the Braves this year or Von Grissom, but. Yeah. We didn't know we we're going to get out of William Contreras either. And I mean, he became an all star and, you know, has really just hit all throughout the season. He really has. So I was talking to Brian Snitker a couple of weeks ago, and he always gets these questions about Michael Harris. It's been going on for a couple of three months now. Then Vaughn Grissom came up, and everybody was kind of asking about Vaughn. And I just asked him, I was like, you know, you see what those two guys are doing, but how about William Contreras, who has formed along with Travis Darno, the most productive catching duo in all of Major League Baseball? And oh, by the way, he seems to have taken some big steps forward, not only at the plate, but behind the plate as well. And, and Snit said, I'm glad you asked about him because this is one of the key contributors and key players to the success we've had in 2022. And Contreras continued to deliver a four-hit night, that bases-clearing double, a big night for him. The Braves scored twice in the fourth, three times in the sixth, three more times in the eighth, and three more times in the ninth. It added up to 11 runs. Matt Olson with a three-hit game. Ronald Acuna, a couple of hits, a couple of runs knocked in. He seemed to be a little bit dinged up late in that game. And I feel like more than anything, it might be worse for Ronald Acuna Jr. to try to make a sudden stop at third base than just to maybe run through a stop sign and get thrown out at home plate. And that is, of course, what happened late in this game. Travis Darno, multi-hit game. Same for Michael Harris and for uh, Robbie Grossman. A couple of runs knocked in. Austin Riley, Dansby Swanson, and Vaughn Grissom all were on base in this one. Riley had three walks in this contest. Swanson with a hit, Grissom with a hit. So pretty much everybody was contributing up and down the lineup. And Jake, on a night that you hit no home runs, I think when you look at this kind of box score, you feel confident about the Braves' ability to be more than just a one-trick pony as an offense. Yeah, you mentioned it. Riley, the only player in the lineup, starter in the lineup that didn't have a hit, but he had three walks. And, you know, we've talked about when this offense is clicking, it's one through nine. And, mm-hmm. you know, you heard them talking on the broadcast tonight when they're talking to opposing pitchers. There's no nowhere to go in this lineup to get somebody out. And it really is just top to bottom, just a, a full lineup of dangerous hitters. I want to give a note on Matt Olson, though, that I tweeted yeah. out over the last seven games. He's put 27 balls in play. 21 of them have been 95 miles per hour or harder, 15 of them 100 miles per hour or harder, and 10 of them 105 miles per hour or harder. He's hitting, he's 10 for 28 over that stretch, four doubles, two home runs, four walks, and just one strikeout. So he is certainly starting to heat up for the Braves, and he's absolutely crushing baseballs right now. No, that's a that's a series of great statistics, not only with the hard hit balls, but what's happening once it gets in play and the fact that the strikeout is almost non-existent in his game right now. We knew he was a patient hitter, that he would take those walks, that he would hit some big home runs. I don't think we had a 40-double season planned for Matt Olson, but number 40 happened in this game as he doubled against the Cardinals, and that new career high continues to grow with each and every double that he hits, and he's approaching 30 home runs and has a chance to run up towards 80 or more extra base hits. That would be a heck of a first act in a Braves uniform. But for Matt Olson and for all these guys and the offensive accolades and, and accomplishments that they're uh, currently striving for, it's all built around trying to get the Braves back into October, maybe chase down the Mets, win the National League East on your way there, and then make some more noise and get back into the fall classic, of course. And for Matt Olson, you know, he's been asked different things about, you know, this team this year and has kind of said, you know, I wasn't around last year, so I can't really compare it to anything. But, you know, this is not something I experienced in quite this way out in Oakland in my time there, particularly at the trade deadline when the Braves were going out and acquiring players as opposed to maybe trading some guys away. So 
a whole new ball game for him in a lot of different ways, and I think that's pretty cool. Uh, the Mets, though, this was not as cool, walked off the Colorado Rockies uh, as they got to the bullpen of Colorado in the ninth inning for a 7-6 win. That means Atlanta's still two games back in the National League East standings. The Cardinals, meanwhile, this is only their second loss at home since July the 15th. They're 13-2 at Bush Stadium, so a very rare defeat. They lost one to the Brewers a few weeks ago. Otherwise, it's pretty hard to beat this team at home, and they have played extremely well. And for Atlanta, a 10-game road winning streak also just underscores exactly how good the Braves have been away from Truist Park, and they haven't been half bad at home either. So a lot of good things are going on for Atlanta. But let's talk about, uh, for a moment, you know, Jackson Stevens. That was a scary moment in this game, Jake. You hate to see anybody, you know, suffer any kind of injury. And this is one of those that I think perhaps maybe more so than just about any other injury in baseball might just be the scariest. A 90-mile-an-hour liner off the bat of Brendan Donovan. It ricocheted off the forehead of Jackson Stevens. He did not even leave his feet. He did not go down. He did crouch for a moment as the training staff came out to tend to him, but walked off the field under his own power, seemed to be responsive and, and you know, as good as one can be, I guess, after taking a liner right off the side of the head. But a very scary moment. And obviously, you know, our thoughts, positive vibes, prayers, well wishes, all of those things to Jackson Stevens that this was something that won't have him sidelined for very long. Yeah, I hope so. That is very scary. Scary moment, you know, that getting hit in the head in the, with a pitch and also, you know, obviously taking a line yes. drive, you know, off the pit, off the head is, you know, two of the most scarier moments for Major League Baseball players. Like you said, you know, walked off on his own. Reports from Mark Bowman and others say that Jackson Stevens uh, seems to be okay. He's going to go to a local hospital to undergo further tests, but as alert and has passed all tests performed here at the stadium. So that is certainly great news right there. Again, like you said, uh, well, which is prayers uh, out to him and his family. Yeah. It seemed like it kind of caught him on the side of the hat a little bit. So maybe that padding that's in where the hat is lined around the ring of the hat that might've helped him out a little bit. I'm not sure, but either way, I'm glad that he was able to walk out the field under his own power. We saw with Max Freed a couple of weeks back, uh, against the Mets, that this is the kind of thing that, you know, can kind of present maybe some symptoms after the initial, uh, you know, blow to the head. As the case was for Freed, it was bouncing his head off the turf. As the case was for Stevens, pretty scary. Again, a 90-mile-an-hour liner off the side of the head. Just glad to see him okay and glad to hear those initial reports after the game from the Braves as well. Let's get you set for game two of the series. Before we do, I want to remind you, betonline.net's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games with reviews and news of every league, MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, as well as combat sports, esports, and even golf. Head to betonline.net today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the action that's happening at BetOnline, where the game starts. Game two of this series is Charlie Morton against Jordan Montgomery, the resurgent Jordan Montgomery, on Saturday night, 7.15 p.m. Eastern time at Bush Stadium. We know Charlie Morton's been throwing the ball great as of late, but I don't know that there's too many pitchers in all of baseball who have looked better than Jordan Montgomery, who was unbeaten in four starts since coming over to the Cardinals with a 0.35 ERA. Harrison Bader hadn't played a game for the New York Yankees, so this, it, it really feels like one of those moves like Alex Anthopoulos made at the deadline last year for the Braves, this is really pushing the right button or pulling the right lever for the Cardinals to go get Montgomery. Yeah, I mean, he's truly been outstanding since joining the Cardinals, giving up one earned run in four starts. He's dropped his ERA from 3.69 with the Yankees to 3.08. He hasn't walked a batter in his last two outings, and in his last outing against the Cubs, a complete game, a one-hitter, no walks, seven strikeouts. So 
he is certainly on one right now. Hopefully that means he's due to have a little bit of a hiccup. The Braves certainly hope so. Go ahead and take care of the series like we talked about against a Cardinals team that was red hot coming in. Yeah, Montgomery, one earned run in a Cardinals uniform in 25 and two-thirds innings, three walks against 24 strikeouts, and Jake just told you what he did last time out. Charlie Morton, though, back-to-back double-digit strikeout games, and he got his ERA under four for the first time since his very first start of the season. So it had been a while for Charlie Morton to get that ERA down into what I would say is what he would be looking for is a more respectable number on the year. It's a 3.99 as he looks for win number seven of the year. Montgomery 7-3 and three overall, 4-0 since joining the St. Louis Cardinals. Again, first pitch is at 7.15 p.m. Eastern time at Bush Stadium. Braves looking for a win behind Charlie Morton to secure a series victory against a very good St. Louis Cardinals club that was held pretty much at bay until scratching across a few runs in the ninth inning once the game was well out of hand. But the Braves, though, they did handle their business in the opener. They pick up a very important win, and they are in position to continue this road trip in a very positive fashion if they can pick up another win behind Charlie Morton in Game 2 on Saturday. Thanks for joining us on the Braves postcast, as always, right here on the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta. Go ahead and subscribe on YouTube, and make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcast. Once again, a good night at the ballpark for the Braves. 11-4 winners over the Cardinals. He's Jake Mastroianni. I'm Grant McCauley. We will talk to you again soon right here on the Braves postcast. And until then, so long, everyone. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. D.C. Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked on Yankees. Locked on Mariners. Locked on Mets. Locked on Angels. And you're listening to Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. 